Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Do you remember when he came into your life and gracefully broke you? Listen, when God breaks you, he breaks off the things that ought not to be and makes you a better person. And, and like they sung just before that, do it again. I, while you're turning with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6 and verse 6, verse 16 rather. Last Sunday, in... In all of my years of ministry, I have never seen anything quite like what happened last Sunday after church. And um, I, we didn't have it planned. We had a powerful worship service. I preached on, you know, exploding on the scene. And we had a wonderful altar service and, and then uh, a wonderful tribute to our military and and, uh, and I just want our military to know how much we still appreciate them and thank God for them. Amen. But then Brother Philip just started playing a, a little tune. And then Julia started joining along and singing. I think it's how it happened. And then the choir that was here, they began to sing. And then the best way, I'll just be honest with you, I've been trying to describe it to people all week. You know, when people encountered God, those times they just didn't know what to do, what to say, how to say it. And a move of pure God came into this place and for about a, well, over an hour, people were just in the presence of God, praising God, crying, worshiping, children in the altar with their hands lifted up. People that had left came back. And, uh, and honestly, how I'm describing that to you is not even a blip on the radar compared to if you were in it. And my family, we were talking, I said, we can't reproduce that. That wasn't music, that wasn't singing, that was a move of God. But my deal is this, here's what I want to say to you. If God did it before, he'll do it again. And I just wanna say, I want God to do everything that he wants to do. Are you sensing that God has been moving in a supernatural, extra supernatural way at Bethesda? This is, my goodness, if you're watching this on uh, television or if you're watching this over the internet, however, how about write us or call us and let us know if you're feeling God in your home like we're feeling God here because this is something supernatural. And I want to preach today on the subject, Doors of Opportunity. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 16, A window shalt thou make to the ark, 
And in a cubit thou shalt finish it above, and the door, everyone say the door. The door of the ark shalt shall thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And God was given instruction to Noah about building the ark. The important thing that in this particular passage of scripture is I want you to look at the two words, the door. The reason I want you to look at that is that door was a door of opportunity. And I believe that opportunity, uh, the word means to set a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. I believe God is opening up a door of opportunity for Bethesda. I believe we have a set of circumstances that are ordained by God to help us accomplish and make possible what we are trying to do, and that's win, train, and send people. The word door means a means of access or participation. So if we've got to walk through it. We've we, we got to take advantage of the opportunity. Would you pray? Heavenly Father, I'm asking even right now that the doors of opportunity that you put, some of the doors will be individual doors for an, a person, just you and them. But other doors are uh, doors of opportunities for the church, for the body. And I pray that you would help us to be sensitive to walk through and take advantage of the opportunities. And now, dear Lord, we pray for your divine help in the rest of this service, we ask. In Jesus' lovely and precious holy name, amen and amen. You may be seated. All right. I like to set up my sermon with illustrations. That's just something I like, and I hope that you like it. If you don't like it, I guess you can come and talk to me and tell me you don't like it. And, and I'll pray for you. Yeah. But I want today to uh, illustrate doors of opportunity. Welcome everyone out there in TV land to the show of opportunity. Let's make a deal! Now, TV audience, put your hands together and welcome to the stage our host for today, Monty Stone! Thank you, thank you, thank you. First off, I want to give it up to my awesome announcer, Mr. The Owen and Only Howie Owens. Come on. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, folks. Now, we all know this show is about opportunities, but we're going to see if our contestants can make the right choice. So before the show, we had two contestants predetermined. Now, if those two contestants will make it on down to the stage. Where are you, Mike? Here we go. Give it up. Oh, here you go, behind me. Okay, stand right up here for me. Come on up. 
What's your name and oh, where are you from? Ashley Williams from Sumter, South Carolina. What's your name and where are you from? Carmen Garcia from Puerto Rico. That sounds good. This is my lovely assistant, Miss Kristen. Would you stand over here, please? Okay. So, contestants, this morning we're going to have three opportunities for you. Three. We're going to have this box. We're going to have door number one, and we're going to have door number two. Now, these prizes can be anything. They could be. The grand prize, it could be cash, money, or it could be what? What is it, audience? Does anybody know what it is? A zonk. You're right. Everybody knows what we're talking about. So it could be a zonk, but we don't know which door or box holds the grand prize or the zonk or whatever it may be. So you're going to be our first contestant. So stand right up here. Now, will it be this? amazing box or would it be door number one or door number two audience help us out help her out audience she needs help door number one are you sure you don't want what's in this beautiful box how about door number two <laughs> it doesn't look big enough okay so, are you sure? Audience, are we good with door number one? Okay, door number one. You stand back here for me. You step right up here. Now, we got two choices left, two opportunities. We got the opportunity behind door number two, and we have this lovely opportunity in this beautiful box. So, audience, help her out. Door number two or the box? What is it, door number two? Who says door number two? Who says the box? I'm gonna let you make this decision because that box might be the zonk, but door number two might be the zonk. That box might be the grand prize. Door two might even be a bigger prize. So, so what will it be? Two. Door number two. That's what I'm talking about. She went out on the ledge. Okay. So that means what's left? The box. Why don't we find out what this amazing opportunity that both of you missed big on? Shall we open it? Let's rip into that thing. is an electric bug zapper. That's what they missed out on. Great, this is awesome. So, our first contestant, if you would step up. And you picked door number one. So, Miss Kristen, shall we? See what's behind door number one. The suspense. Can't wait. What is it? What is it? Oh, it's the envelope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's see what this is. Ooh. Can I have this? Can I have can I have this? I can have it. 
Oh, no, I can't have it. Okay, I'm sorry. So, what this amazing prize is, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. It's dinner for two at the restaurant at Second Mill. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you now, if you haven't eaten there, you're missing out. This is the best restaurant east of the Mississippi River. Let me tell you. So, you won the rest, dinner for two, the restaurant at Second Mill. That's good. So, once you stand right here, contestant number two, the opportunity you chose is behind door number two. I can't wait to see this. This is going to be amazing. So, let's stand right here so everybody else can see too. What's behind door number two? Here it is. Oh my goodness! Wah, 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 wah. Look who it is. Look who it is. It's the high roller Bubba DeBose. She gets the photo opportunity with the one and only. Come on up here. So it appears that her opportunity was the wrong choice. But, but, since your choice was the wrong one, we don't, leave, we don't like to leave, let anybody leave without anything. So what we're gonna do is give you dinner for two at the restaurant at Second Mill as well. Thank you for participating. Thank you for participating. All right, how about give it up for our host, Monty Stone. Now, if you only remember that in this message today, then I have failed. But I want that to stick with you because every day, you and I have doors of opportunity that sometimes we get zonked, and we get zunk because we lean on our own understanding. Oh, come on, help me out here. But if we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding, he has doors of opportunity of blessing that will pour out that you'll not be able to contain, amen. In Genesis chapter six and verse 16, it's a story about Noah and the ark. And God had told him to place a door in the side of the ark. Now that ark was, or that door in the side of the ark was an opportunity for all people. In part of my reading it said, Noah possibly took a hundred years to, to build this ark. And no matter how long it took, the opportunity was there. The door was there. I imagine that there were times that Noah would say, it is going to rain. You need to understand that God is going to destroy the world. And, and he is allowing me to build an ark that will be uh, an ark of safety, an ark of deliverance. Uh, uh, an ark of salvation where you and your family can live and the opportunity was there. The door was there for all. It was a type and shadow, I believe, of Jesus Christ because the Bible 
says it wasn't God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Everyone say all. all. Now, mankind has become so sinful that God was going to destroy the earth. However, God was given the opportunity for all people. He was going to put them in the ark of safety of provision. And, 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 and whether they received it or not was up to them. Today, there's going to be opportunities for you even in this worship service. Some of you have possibly already missed a door of opportunity during praise. It might have been that time that you just didn't participate in praise. And, and, or either you didn't give it your all. Or it wasn't pure praise and you missed an opportunity that God wants to give. In Genesis chapter 7 and 1, God instructed Noah to come in with all of his household. But the opportunity was for all, but Noah and his household were the only ones that took advantage of the opportunity. That door was open, but then something was said that God shut the door. There was a time the opportunity was passed. Have you ever waited in line, waited in line, waited in line, and then when it came your turn, they said, we're all out. I got up one day, uh, it was a day after Thanksgiving, and, and I, I waited in line at, at uh, Circuit City. And the line was longer than this building is long. And, and I stood there because there was the deal I had read it in the newspaper and I couldn't wait and I stood and I stood and I stood and I finally, they opened the doors and we rushed in like a bunch of wild animals and I, and I hurried to the area and by the time I got there, all was gone. In fact, there was a woman, I believe I could have took her, but there was a woman. <laughs> That gra she grabbed the last one. I wanted to do the atomic drop on her. <laughs> do you know how close I was to getting what I wanted? But I was one person away. I, I was a matter of five feet behind that lady. She grabbed the last one. I've never forgot that I lost that opportunity. I went to the manager and I said, are there any more? No, this is it. And I went home and now my day after Thanksgiving, I was very thankful on Thanksgiving. The day after, I was in a grumpy old mood. I told my wife, I'm never going and standing in line like that again. Until next year. But there's folks that do not understand that God has a smorgasbord of blessings, designer blessings. See, I might not need healing today, but you might be desperate for healing. I might have a few dollars in my wallet today, but you might not know how you're going to eat today. You, you, I might love the job I have, but you may right now be dreading Monday because you hate 
having to get up and go to where you work. And the list can go on and on and on. But there's opportunities that God has. He says, I know the plans I have for you. And God has planned things. And he's, he's lined it up. But we must be sensitive to the opportunity. Now, so they went in. And, the, and, and they, there were people who missed the opportunity, possibly because uh, the immediate shutoff. Now, what that is, that's when people know it all. They hear a word. It might be the word of life. It might be the word that will get them through, but they know more than the preacher and they know more than the teacher they they know more than anybody they know more than God so they shut it off and I wonder how many people in Noah's day just shut it off Noah we've never had rain there's no such thing as rain and so you're crazy we're not going to listen to you there's never been a rapture of the church but God said there was going to be one and so I'm believing in his word and not what man may say. Come on. And then there's another that will lose. It's because the fear of walking through the door or picking the wrong door. You saw these contestants and, and you were influencing them. I'll take the box. No, take door number one. And, and so now it's, oh, I hope I don't make the wrong choice. And so there's a lot of people that what they do, instead of making the wrong choice, what they do is just go, I'm not going to make any choice. I'll just sit here. I, I, I won't just sit here. I'll sit here and grumble. I'll sit here and grumble because God's not doing anything for me. Come on, oh boy, it got quiet right then. I'll sit here and pout and tell everyone how mean God is for not giving me what I want when you aren't doing anything to walk through the door of opportunity. Come on now, y'all work with me. See, these contestants had to pick. They had to do something. The Bible says, choose you this day who you will serve. Uh, it wasn't just any old way is okay. Uh, the fear of, will, will cause some people not to choose. And then the other thing is the not consulting God. Carmen, stand up if you don't mind. I'm going I'm to tell you something. You pick door number two. You could have had something else, but you picked door number two. You didn't pray about that. <laughs> Sit down, Car Carmen. <laughs> Carmen got what she deserved because she didn't ask God. <laughs> and, and here's the deal. If we don't consult God, we will walk through wrong doors. We will miss opportunities. My Lord, help me now. When we don't consult God, we'll land in the wrong marriage. Whew, boy. Mm -mm -mm. We'll, raw, we'll wind up in the wrong profession. Boy, it got... Let me try something else. We, 
We'll wind up in the wrong house, driving the wrong car. You ever bought the wrong car? Come on. You didn't pray about it. It was the right color. It was your favorite color. It might have been a lemon. If you would ask God, he'd have told you, don't buy that one. No, I had to have the I had to have that red one. I had to have that one. When God knew what the engine looked like. Come on. I had to have that house when God knew all the problems that was in the piping and the electrical. Oh, help me now. Are y'all with me? Do you understand when you don't consult God, you'll get yourself in opportunities that were not ordained by God. But that door was for entering into safety, provision, and saving, but it was also, after the flood subsided, it was a door of opportunity for new things. They went in for safety, but they came out with new life. The world had been purged of its sin. The, the world now, uh, Noah and his family had an opportunity for, for new beginnings, a clean slate, fresh blessings and promise. And listen to this, Noah and his family, they received a blessing from Almighty God. Now you're talking about an opportunity. When they came out of the ark, here's the blessing that God spoke to them. He said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish the earth. That was a blessing that God put on them. They came out with opportunity untold. Why? Because God spoke it. When God speaks blessings on you, there's not a devil in hell that can change it. You can't. See, the word fruitful means bear fruit to branch off to increase. So God told them increase. Some of you today need to get a word from God where he says be fruitful. Be fruitful in your money. Be fruitful in your home. Be fruitful in your love. Be fruitful. Multiply. Be blessed. Then he said multiply. And that means to be great, grow great, to enlarge, to do much. God was telling them, you're not going to be just a small family from here on out. You're going to multiply and replenish this earth. And, and when he spoke about replenishing, he said, be full, fill the hand to satisfy. Some people, they work all the time and they never are satisfied. Come on. Uh, some people, they, they never get happy because they haven't found the right opportunity. They haven't consulted God. Well, I've got it all planned out. Man, I can't stand when people tell me that. I've, I've got it all planned out. Well, most of the time, that's a dead end. Most of the time, that's a mistake when people are leaning on their own understanding. You may be smart, you may be Albert Einstein smart, but don't try to plan your future with on your own because God knows what your future is. Let him direct the opportunities of your life. Amen. <laughs> Hurriedly, I want to tell you in Acts chapter 26 and verse 28, Paul was preaching to a man named King Agrippa. 
and he preached to him about Jesus. He preached to him. Uh, Paul testified of his Damascus Road conversion. And then he preached that the prophets and Moses declared Jesus. And then he preached that Jesus was the light. And then King Agrippa said something that I have never forgotten from the first time I heard it. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost. Paul, you almost, you gave me the opportunity. You almost got me there, but he didn't. Do you know that happened somewhere around 62 AD? And unless something changed, and the Bible didn't give any record that Agrippa ever accepted God, accepted Jesus, and so uh, the the reality is, is more than likely Agrippa died in his sin and went to hell. Since 62 AD, he's been in hell or thereabouts. Do you hear what I'm saying? He missed an opportunity. If I could pull King Agrippa out of hell today and give him the microphone, he would say, don't miss your opportunity. I had the great apostle Paul preach to me and I pushed it aside and I said almost. I wish I wouldn't have said almost. I wish I would have taken advantage of my opportunity. There'll be some people here today that you are hard in your spirit. You already know everything and you, you already have your plan. And so you possibly will miss your opportunity because of rebellion in your spirit. Or either you can say, God, soften me right now. God, not my will, but your will be done. God, not my plan, but your plan. See, there were others that didn't walk through the door of opportunity. Listen to this very quickly. That we hear about Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. And I know that Daniel going into the lion's den and being delivered, that had to be a scary moment. But do you understand when he came out, he's the only one that was able to say, let me tell you what it's like to spend the night with a bunch of hungry lions and make it out. The three Hebrew boys, they were the only three that were able to come out and say, they threw us in bound into the fire. The people who threw us in, the fire killed them. While we were in there, God loosed us and we walked around with the Son of God. Oh my Lord, he was there, hallelujah. My Lord God, they had a story to tell. I'm here today to tell you something. All the other Hebrews that were taken captive, they abided by what the king wanted them to do. They ate the king's meat. They worshiped how the king wanted them to worship. They did contrary to what God had for them and they missed out on what, it's no telling how they could have changed if they would have all stuck to what God's plan was for them. The disciples are on a boat. Jesus told them to go over to the other side. Jesus sent the crowd away and later came walking on the water. Simon Peter said, Lord, if that's you, they thought it was a ghost. 
And Simon Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. Come. He got out the boat and he began to walk on water. And I know that he sunk and, and his faith wavered, but he did walk on water. I'm here today to tell you that the other disciples, they didn't get out the boat. They missed their opportunity. All of them probably could have said, me too, Lord, me too. I want to be a part. Me too, Lord. I wish someone here today would say, me too, Lord. Pour it out on me. Give me what you have. My Lord God, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just going to tell you. I've heard people say, you know, when you got that blessing, it just blessed my heart to watch you get a blessing. Well, praise God. But I just want to tell you, I don't want remnant blessing. Mm -mm. That's like watching my wife lick an ice cream and me not have one. Uh-uh. I, I bless her heart. I want her to have an ice cream, but I want an ice cream too. Do you hear me? Come on. I don't want all the opportunities to be yours and you shouldn't want all the opportunities to be mine. I want us to say me too, Lord. Me too, Lord. Let me come out of the boat. Let me walk on the water. Let me have faith and do the great exploits. I want to take advantage of every opportunity you have planned for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 120 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Over 500 people were told to go and tarry until they be endued with power from on high. That lets me know that at least 380 people missed out on the opportunity. These people were endured, endued, pardon me, with power. Holy Ghost came and filled them. Tongues of fire sat upon them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And the other 380 had to just hear about it. Oh, uh-uh. I'm hungry. As one songwriter put it, I'm hungry now for another wave of glory. I want God to show up. Oh, now listen, in closing, others that did take advantage of the opportunity. In Matthew chapter 5, the Bible says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungry today? Are you thirsty today? In Luke chapter 18, verse 38, there was a blind man that was by the road. And he had heard that Jesus was coming by. While he was there, there were people who were going ahead of Jesus, preparing the way. This man's crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the ones that were going ahead of Jesus... They said, shut your mouth. He don't have time to come your way. And the Bible says he cried out the more. In other words, I believe that blind man was something like this. You can tell me to shut up all you want to. You're not blind. I'm blind. This is my window of opportunity. 
Jesus is coming by. And if Jesus is coming by, he can touch me. He can speak the word and my eyes are going to open. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have you ever got your praise on? And someone went, uh, put your arm down, cut that out. You're disturbing people. Someone behind you might be trying to see the preacher and you're waving your arm. Look here, I want to tell you, don't let anyone cut out your praise. Don't let anyone cut out your blessing. Don't let anyone cut out your opportunity. There's opportunities in this house. God's getting ready to do something supernatural, not just today, but in our future. But we must be sensitive to the opportunities when it's presented and don't let anybody and don't let any devil in hell cause you not to seize your opportunity. It's real easy for someone who has a pocket full of money tell you, come on, get over it. Come on. That's when you want to take your foot and anoint them. Not on their head. Come on. When you're going through the divorce, your heart's been broken. Your family's been split. And someone says, come on, get over that. Look here. That's when you cry out the more. Jesus, come my way. I'm not going to miss my opportunity for healing. I'm not going to miss my opportunity for hope. I'm not going to miss my opportunity for you to mend my broken heart. And the last thing is, in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, it tells a story about a man that he couldn't walk. And there was four people who carried them there. And they got to the door and they could not get in. There was not even any place in the doorway. The place was jam-packed. But there was opportunity inside the building. The opportunity was named Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Are you with me? Do you hear me? These four men that were bearing the crippled man, they said, opportunities in there. We've got to get him in there we've got to press through we've got to push well they couldn't push through that crowd so they removed part of the roof and lowered the man down right to where jesus was jesus divinely healed him now i was listening to to a uh, a, a little blurb from a td jake's church and and uh and anyway uh, I, I'm not sure who the woman was. It might have been his wife. I don't know exactly. But anyway, they were having a mighty move of God, and she said something like this. She said, a baby is about to be born. And then she started saying, push, push, push. I began to think about how I don't know how they still do it. I don't, uh, look here, when Julia was born, they asked me if I wanted to go in and I said, no, I'll stay at this end. You do your part at that end. <laughs> Praise God for doctors and nurses and 
medical people. But I do know one thing, when a woman is in travail, they don't tell her to pull. They don't tell her just lay there. They say, push, push, push. In other words, if you'll push, there's gonna be new life come forth. If you'll push, there's gonna be a blessing come. If you'll push, there's gonna be new life. My Lord God, someone believe it here today. If you'll push, there's gonna be a miracle happen. Push, push, push. And watch God do something mighty in your life. Doors of opportunity. Stand with me, please. Stand. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.